Yo, Chuck, run a power move on him. May I say something to you to give you a true knowledge of yourself and life so that the same glory and success attained by other men who understand themselves may be yours? Man in the full knowledge of himself is a superb and supreme creature of creation. When man becomes possessor of the knowledge of himself, he becomes master of his environment, the captain of his own ship, the director of his own destiny, the accomplisher of his own ends. Peace, everybody. This is the Brooklyn Combine. And we are at the Brooklyn Combine, at least virtually. See who we, who we, who we, who we got on this this podcast. Um, Felton here. Happy New Year! Even though we already a month into the year, this is our first one, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Happy New Year for sure for Cat's hand for months. Yeah, Felton ain't really described himself though. He should have said MF Doom hater before he um mm-hmm. oh, his introduction. You know, I want the world to know that Felt uh, does not is not an MF Doom fan. I'm, I'm taking it there. Yeah. Who's that? Who's who's putting who putting felt on blast? Who is that man? This is uh Kenneth Montgomery. Um, peace, everybody. Yeah, my brother felt is not an MF Doom fan. I'm gonna let him <laughs> long live Beanie Siegel. Hope your Twitter feed and uh your, your your social media feeds get hacked and hounded by MF Doom followers like myself. Well, we got on. Why you why you why you trying to hide, folks? You know what I'm saying? Oh no, I'm, I'm letting Kenny. Get 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 that out. That sound like it was personal. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, it ain't personal. It's Doom not personal. Versus, Doom versus Bean. I mean, nah. First of all, I like Beanie Siegel, although he is not have the body of work that MF Doom has. Um, you know, me and Felt constantly are going back. He's attacking me uh, often on our thread about my support of MF Doom over Beanie Siegel, but it's all good. Siegel got raps. He just you know you know. He don't got the body of work. It seems like he's gotten distracted in his rap career. That's all, you know. Dogs is the firm believer in quantity over quality, but it's fine. Because, you know, that's a choice. You know, this is making me think about one of the things I've been irate about of late in the false narrative. Um, This is remind me of Eric Adams and um, uh, these black politicians and these black firsts, but I'm going to fall back, you know what I'm saying? Well, let's let's, let's let's finish the intros and then let's dive right on then. Let's right, let's finish yeah, the intros yeah. and dive right on then. <laughs> Phil, Phil here, Phil here. Let's let's get going, man. All right, peace, peace. This is Brother Molly, and and yes, I I, I may as well go ahead and weigh in. Fine, it's a new year, but why not? You know, we got to give it up to Doom. You know, it goes yeah, without saying. I love Siegel, but I will say I don't. I don't think that that's an appropriate. Personally, I don't feel like that's an appropriate comparison. There, there no. are other there are other comparisons that would be more apropos, but I got to give it up to Doom. I mean, unfortunately, you know, felt this is one place that we're not seeing eye to eye. For me, Doom is <laughs> almost without question. It's it's kind of hard to wrap your head around what sometimes I seen Vinny in some skinny jeans, and, and he made up with Kanye. He looked a little bit different, but it's all good. Hey man, hey man, I'm I'm gonna be at peace today. I won't I won't say <laughs> what I usually say. I respect, you know. I, the group chat is a safe space for me to express oh, my because the so, my, what's, your, what's your Twitter account, Phil? Let's put your Twitter it's account. 
P-O-N-A-M-U-S. <laughs> the views of Felton Brown are not the views of the Brooklyn Combine when it comes to music. Yeah. Yeah. My feelings it's all good, man. It's all good, man. And I, I thought it was a moratorium on, on the doom. It was. I thought, I've, nah, I've, man, I've, ain't moratorium on nothing, man. You know what I'm saying? Right, well, well, I guess the gloves are soft. Man. Man. Moratorium was unsided. One-sided. Ain't no moratorium. No. That's a back at it in an orderly fashion. All right, well. Hey, man, I'm just saying, you can't be out here talking about, you know, wearing a Lucha Libre mask, man. And oh, talk. man. I'm just saying. I'm gonna I'm stop. You know, I'm gonna stop. The work, stop. the work speaks for itself, man. <clears throat> Beanie Five songs speak for themselves. Hold up now. What's wait a minute? What's wrong with bringing the culture? I mean, look, the I earth is like, our turf. You can't, you can't box the brothers in. I, I, I can't do it here. It's not fair if I do what yeah, I want. Africa, the, the black man right. is in South America and Mexico, you know, as well, man. You know, we, we yo, yo, speaking speaking of the black man, big respect, big up our <laughs> brother Kwanzaa. Big Born oh, yeah, Day. It's his birthday. Oh, yeah. Happy Absolutely. Born Day, Big Born. Yeah. Well, uh, Brooklyn trainer, <clears throat> BK Fitness. Shout, shout Nadia. Nadia Lopez. Oh, Nadia's birthday was oh, yeah. uh, yesterday, yeah. too. Happy birthday, Nadia. Yeah, a, a, few, a few birthdays. Uh, yeah, that's right. Rudy, that's early in the morning. Yeah. Oh, dang. My Can't children's Rudy, mother's Rudy. birthday. The mother of my Rudy. children's birthday was uh, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, shout Purdy. You know what? I'm about to start a new trend, man. I told I've been talking to Chi Chi about this for a minute. I'm old enough now to get to it. First of the month, I'm shouting everybody out. I'm saying happy birthday to y'all. I'm doing at the top of each month because there's too many folks now. I'm getting older. I can't remember everybody and I'm gonna keep it effective. Uh, man, well, we ain't not gonna. That's a whole nother uh podcast to discuss your memories, son. But it's all good. Carson has anything yeah, to say about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? It shows you, I'm, I'm, I'm serious, though, like, <clears throat> of the recent couple of weeks, like, it's very frustrating when you see what's going on. And what, what one of the things that is very troublesome is that you realize that as a community, we have become comfortable being spectators and, ob uh, you know, spectators and what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like we're really content with just watching other people um, make decisions on our life. And it's like, we're on this moving train that there's a playbook on this. And that playbook requires you to read, requires you to be scholarly, requires you to study history. And you realize that as a people, we have become comfortable um, literally just becoming spectators on this moving train that really concerns us, that this train moves with being anti-us. 
And um, mm-hmm. it's really frustrating because if you look at, like, listen, <clears throat> if you really wanted to just have, you know, what what's all right? What what was what would have stopped this administration from just saying, you know, we're not an- announcing what our intent is. We're not going to respond to people saying, well, we, we, you made a campaign promise. You know what we're going to do? We're going to evaluate the, the most qualified candidates, and then we're going to nominate who we think, period. You, yeah, get into think- this, you get into this pandering thing about, oh, I'm going to nominate the, the first Black. And then you open yourself up for unnecessary hits in a very illogical place. Because now the response is, oh, that's affirmative action. It's not affirmative action. Affirmative action is exclusively putting white men of power in position. That's affirmative action that no one talks about. Um, there's plenty of, of qualified candidates. But the, the issue to me, as, as I think one of the, the lawyers in the, in the combine, is that we have to get out of the first Black anything. I've been in court with black article three judges appointed by Obama who are, are in my opinion, I would have much rather someone else, I don't care what they look like, been in that spot. So if we're still pandering to first black, I think that's very dangerous. However, I think this system realizes how, how we respond to that as a people and it's 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 dangerous, and um, so it's, it's, I got a bunch of I I'd much rather an, a a a progressive person than someone who is simply just black, because I've but seen. That's what you you know, yeah, I've, because I've that's seen what you get into, that's what you get into that. Yeah, you've seen what they've done, like you've seen yeah. it real time. Yeah. But this is when you get into this discussion, the 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 meat of it, of the subject versus object dynamic, mm-hmm. and. For much of, unfortunately, modern times for Black people in the Americas, we are writing ourselves right on out of history. We've gotten, we've been written out, and now we're writing ourselves right on out of history in such a in such a manner that we are we're not the subject. We're not the subject, and in, and we almost we're about to not even be the object. We're simply almost not even a part of the daggone discussion at all. But the reality is, um, in America, at this moment in time. Things happen and we are in and around. Any particular version of us or individual, it doesn't matter. If you need to have a black person, well, grab one, like a hammer or some other miscellaneous entities, object, throw it in there, and that is good enough. When you when you want a dog, right, right now, Jasmine wants a dog. She wants a dog. She got a particular breed in mind. She doesn't know the particular dog per se, that its personality or whatever. It doesn't matter. She wants a dog that looks a certain way because really it's about her. This is Jasmine's narrative. And to a large degree, what's going on in America, that story's going, they got their thing and we're simply up in it. So if you need a black woman in that position, a gay guy in that position, a whatever, it's simply get them, drop them in their slot, story keeps going. And we've gotten content to fight to be that one. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a weak position to be in. France Fanon wrote, one of his uh, great books that he wrote, there's been a lot of really bright, intelligent books uh, that came after him about him where he was the subject matter or some of the theories he talked about. But one of his books were Black Mass, Black Skin, White Mass. And in Black Skin, White, White Mass, he 
talked about this phenomenon. And we have that uh, a rich history of that. And at this point, you know, I, I think a, a couple of, I think we may have, the last time we, we, we had a podcast, we talked about how New York was in this rare space right now. You have uh, a, a black mayor who's a former cop. And, you know, the, the thing that, you know, <laughs> progressive New York voted in a former cop is kind of crazy to me. But you know what? New York also voted in Giuliani, also voted in Bloomberg. So it's not crazy at all. It's pretty on brand. But you have a black mayor, male mayor. You have a black male Eastern District federal uh, uh, prosecutor, U.S. attorney, a black male Southern District U.S. attorney, a black male, I believe, Western District U.S. attorney. You have the head of education, black male. Um, you have a black female first ever police commissioner in New York City. Um, and I'm sure there's some other firsts. You have a black female court counsel in New York. So you have all of this black leadership. I think if you do your homework, just take the mayor, for instance. His chief of staff is someone who I know personally. Um, Frank Caroni, who was a, a very powerful um, uh, attorney and um, person in the Democratic Party in Brooklyn. Um, I think you also have Brendan McGuire, who is someone else who is a chief of staff for Adams. And I think if you go each of this so-called, also you have, in, 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 to this point, at this point, she's an outlier to me. You have um, um, Patricia James, black female attorney general. Um, and I say she's an outlier in the sense that she does not seem to cow down to um, white leadership, at least in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, so you have all of this black first, this, that, and the third. And at the same time, on every systemic institutional um, trigger to determine where you're at in society, black males are on the bottom. Yep. No question about that. Um, I don't care what, what rapper you like who's getting to the bag um, and got their goofy sneakers or goofy Yeezys on or they 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 posting something goofy or funny or they throwing up some gang sign or they doing whatever social media nonsense. When you judge where we are at, we are on the bottom academically, we're on the bottom socially, we're on the bottom politically, we're on the bottom economically. We are on the bottom. So we have to be on we have to be on the bottom though, because the reality of the circumstance that we find ourselves in, right? We, we go right back to that discussion around economics. Capitalism is obviously much more than simply an economic model, it's a cultural model, an ideological model. And in that model, where do we fit in? Once again, as objects, where do we fit in? We are the source of primitive accumulation. We are actually the bottom. We are actually by definition the bottom. No, you're right. So when cats start jumping around, and, and like you said, the, 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 whatever's going on with your sneakers or your hat or your silly outfits or what have you, the reality is they're doing their best to stay in the place that they've been put in because they believe that there's something for them. Right. It's not let, let, let me, I'm going to go, one, 
I'm gonna go on one last tangent, then I'm gonna I'm gonna shut up. Oh, oh, um, yo, we taking out, you know, mu music break, man. Listen, I um, you know what? I wanna, I wanna, I gotta shout out my two dogs, man. We don't really, you know, Goldie and Heron, man. Like they put out some really dope music. I actually was kicking it with uh Telly from Ninja Sonic this weekend, and he was talking about Goldie. I broke, I broke Goldie Glow. Um, honorary combine guy. Um, we see you soon. Master Glow. Love you, brother. Master Glow. Yeah, Master Glow. I want to hear some Master Glow, man. So you got some Master Glow in the in the in the um definitely in the chamber. Archives yeah. in the yes, chamber. Sir. I got it. Sup. Shit, I could change where I'm going. I can't change where I came from, baby. Talk my shit. Rep my shit, you heard? Brooklyn, what up? What's up? First like I'm walking on ends, Wally Flash, shimmy automatic strap by my nutsack. I represent the ghettos, that's where I'm at. And half the brothers I grew up with still slinging crack. And they ain't never changed, that's a fucking fact. Fucking sack love that you put out is what you get back. Into my ghetto hotties on your cat stacks If I ever leave the ghetto, will you take me back? Don't take me out the hood if you won't take me back Don't take me out the hood if you won't take me back Mother, that's where you're from, it's where you at I represent the slums, cause that's where I'm at Don't take me out the hood if you won't take me back Don't take me out the hood if you won't take me back Mother, that's where you're from, it's where you at I represent the slums cause that's where I'm at Nigga, where you Now at? I've been missing the action, mixing crack in the kitchen With the last piece and clean residue off the dishes You heard of me, young G from Burger Street Since rotten teeth, been starting trouble in these streets I'm talking third wall, 341, pissy ass elevators Getting money, doing numbers, talking calculators Drug money shooting dice where they just might Turn the fist fight into a fucking automatic strap by my nutsack I represent the ghettos, that's where I'm at And half the brothers I grew up with still slinging crack And they ain't never changed, that's a fucking fact The sack love that you put out is what you get back Into my ghetto hotties on your cat stacks If I ever leave the ghetto, will you take me back? Don't take me out the hood if you won't take me back. Don't take me out the hood if you won't take me back. Mother, that's where you're from, it's where you at. I represent the slums, cause that's where I'm at. Don't take me out the hood if you won't take me back. Don't take me out the hood if you won't take me back. Mother, that's where you're from, it's where you at. I represent the slums, cause that's where I'm at. Nigga, where you at? Forgot to add that we have um, Alvin Bragg as the uh, Manhattan District Attorney, and a traditional—he's the first black uh, male or black anything as the leading district attorney of New York County. And those of you who are historians of New York, you know what a powerful position the DA of New York County is. To, to show you that power. Before him was Cy Vance. Do your homework on Cy Vance and who Cy Vance's father was. Um, and then before Cy Vance, 
do your homework on the Morgenthau family and Robert Morgenthau, who held that position from this, I, I want to say the 70s all the way up until when he left office. It's a very powerful position. Some say one of the most powerful positions, I would say, in, in the country. Black guy, Alvin Bragg, uh, well-respected prosecutor, career prosecutor, feds and, and attorney general's office. Um, me and, me and, me and our, our OG, Anthony Rico, did a panel with him and all the Manhattan candidates uh, prior to the election so that people know. And this is, I want to be clear, I was asked to be a part of uh, Eric Adams' transition team. Me and him ain't friends. I wasn't a supporter. Um, it was quite a shock to me. You guys are my 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 uh, comrades, brothers. And Tony Rico, obviously, I spoke to y'all about doing it because I don't believe in the first black anything, and I don't believe it just getting to the table. I'm also not the person who, when I get acquittals, posting about it. I don't care about any of that. I want to disrupt the system so that people who I'll never meet will have a better shot. So. Not too long ago, Alvin Bragg got into office, I believe January 1st, actually. Uh, we're still in January, right? Um, mm -hmm. He ain't been in office 30 days yet. He, he let out a policy statement on the position that his office is taking concerning certain crimes. And at the crux of that policy statement, he was acknowledging the, the, the toxic, insidious uh, result of race in our criminal justice system. It's that criminal justice reform and mass incarceration that everyone wants to talk about, that you know, uh, people hit the streets and was protesting about and defund the police and BLM and all this other stuff. But he actually put out a statement saying, these crimes I'm not really pursuing, these crimes I'm pursuing, but you know what? We're not looking for jail. These crimes, we're not looking for a significant jail. And it was a, 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 a rhyme or reason to it. And if you study who Alvin Bragg is, he is more Obama than Malcolm X. But if you understand the system, they have to crush both. You know, you, you know Obama got, you know, the, Obama didn't deserve the celebration of the left. And he didn't deserve the the, the ire of condemnation. The yeah, yeah. Condemnation of the right. He he, he pretty he pretty much let American Empire do its thing, and he did it. And he basically showed that you can be a black person and support white supremacy. So you know that that's the bottom line. So that may make people uncomfortable. Alvin, to his credit, is trying to implement something to change the social order which he should and which we're all complaining about. This is something's wrong with it. He's actually thinking to do something about it. Nothing's been done under his watch yet. It hasn't even been a controversial case. So this police officer gets killed and two police officers get killed. I believe both were in their twenties, one of them 22. And this is for people who are students of life. What would you rather be in as a cop? A regular street confrontation or being sent into someone's home to deal with the dynamics between uh, husband and wife, parent and child. Yeah, mother and daughter, anything. Mother, daughter, whatever. When you In have your that, own family, you better have some very mature individuals in a family 
that you call up when something like that is going on in a personal. And moment. when you bring, when you send a police officer in, you're hoping that you're sending someone who is pretty seasoned in life and perspective to deal with that. Because you're not telling somebody how to deal with their mama, their kid, they they woman, they they old man. That's not happening. But that happened. That wasn't a street crime. That was someone in a house arguing with his mother about a vegan diet. Someone who we call would call 730. Because anybody willing to blow off somebody's head, anybody's head, much less a cop over a vegan diet arguing with their mother, you know they're not right in the head. That has well, right. And you know that it's not over, right? And we know it's not it ain't over about the vegan diet, except the catalyst. So that's not about bail reform. That's not about the discovery laws. That's not about raise the age. That's not about anything. You know what that's about? Two things, mental health. And it's also about the proliferation of guns in this country and the access of guns that this country, these politicians refuse to do anything about. And I'll give you an example. Bloomberg changed the gun laws in, in, in New York. He actually made it mandatory that you go to jail with a, with a gun with a gun charge. But in that time, since he's done that, we still got the same old gun violence problem. So now that guy dies, these two guys die, and there's a funeral. And if you don't know New York politics, the Post, Daily News, New York Times are the three major papers that inform the public but they're really, um, they're really the tea leaves to how City Hall runs itself. Um, and, they, and it's a shame that that's the case. But nevertheless, the, the girlfriend or wife, or I don't know, the significant other of this young man who for, unfortunately lost his life, and I'll say this, and this may offend people, simply because you're a police officer and you die in the line of duty, that does not make you a hero. Um, that that's not the that's that's not the logic I see, but it is a part of the job. It's a it's some it's a yeah, somewhat yeah. dangerous job, depending on certain things. But it, you know you 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 probably have more officers dying from car accidents and COVID than you do from uh, civilian death caused by civilian deaths. I, right. I'll put I'll right. put that out there. But 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 I want to put it real quick though. I'll say. I'll say this to that. I can understand why internally they need to have that narrative. Fine. Yeah. Institutionally, y'all no. got y'all thing internally. But for the people to accept that, that's the problem. That's the problem. That's so, the problem. So yeah. at the eulogy, the wife says at the end of it that she basically makes it about Alvin Bragg and says that it's Alvin Bragg's fault and that her, her dead widow is looking down on him and his policies. Now, that is, I would say, Bush League nonsense. It has no correlation, no cor correlative causal connection to her son's death factually, I mean, her husband's death factually on any level. But that's the PBA and Pat Lynch and Eric Adams, black man, saying, you know what, we're going to use this death to exploit and move the needle in the direction we want, which is we're gonna push back the bail reform, we're gonna push back, uh, let's change, raise the age, let's change the discovery laws, let's do all of that and, or, through this death. And it's 
absolute and it's absolutely atrocious. The fact that our community doesn't know any better and responds to that is really, really dangerous because words actually matter. They lead to policy. And it's a lie. It's a it's a straight false narrative that's out there. And it's gonna have deadly consequences because what it's gonna lead to is another generation of black kids and men and Hispanic kids and men having their constitutional rights violated, having laws and policies put into play that prevent them from having meaningful lives, that's gonna gut them from their community, separate them from their community. And it's all gonna be in the name of law and order of a country that's all cowboy culture that they really just wanna say, we want it to be a police state and we want to be able to take your constitutional rights because no one has read uh, the Floyd case, the stop and frisk case. If you read that case, these people stopped some 6 million people for a small percentage of crime. They wanna be able to do that because the people they were stopping didn't look like they white kids. Um, so we are in a very um, dangerous place. This mayor uh, is someone who wants to add a dangerousness element to the bail statute. And for those of you who don't know what the bail statute says on the state and federal level, I'll give you a quick tutorial. In federal court, the judges have the power, those Article Three judges, to instill dangerousness and risk of flight. Those are the two standards under the bail statute in the federal section, in jurisdiction. In the state, is no dangerousness. It's just risk of flight. But anyone who has done this job, the number of years I have, will tell you that there is absolutely no person accused of violence who's getting, and I'm talking about real violence, guns, knives, blood, people in the hospital, serious cases. There is no judge in any of these counties who is ROR-ing that person, meaning releasing them on their own recognizance, or giving that person a low bail under the old bail statute and under this new bail statute. What they're doing is they will find a way to put that person in on remand based on their record. They won't say it. Some of them will. Or the seriousness of the crime. Those people are in on remand or very high bail. Very high bail. So this false narrative that's being put out there daily by the Daily News, that's not being attacked by these so-called journalists, the data's there. There's a few politicians in the legislature who I've seen stand up, like Hasty. But let me tell you what the Adams administration is doing. They are attempting to intimidate the judiciary. Meaning, if you don't lock these people up, if you don't violate their rights constitutionally, then you know what? You're not going to get reappointed. And you ain't got no way of getting on that bench. That's a removal of the separation of powers that traditionally was supposed to be respected by our rule of law. So we're in a very dangerous time. We're not activated. These so-called, many of these so-called community groups they're sitting back and they're watching because they realize their budget comes from the city hall, city hall, and they don't want to burn that bridge. Um, and we're in a very dangerous place. And 
It's not going to, you can't sit back and suck your teeth and be like, oh man, I wish we would have got Wiley in here. Now we see. Or somebody hit me on social media today saying, uh, Ray, I forget his name. The guy who was uh, just had no experience managing anything other than making money. Well, he would have been a better choice. Yeah, this ain't about these choices of these people in these monkey suits in that office. Malcolm didn't die. Martin, Ida B. Wells, Francis Wilson ain't write these brilliant books. Amos Wilson ain't write these brilliant books so that people can sit on their ass and hope that the Messiah is going to come and save us. It's way beyond that. And like you said, Mally, the digital age that we're in is very easy to write us out of history. And Absolutely. so if you're going to focus, if you think the weight and power of rap is 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 corny ass Jay-Z and his his sycophants and other rappers. I seen those dudes, Killer Mike, uh, Meek Mills, a bunch of clown people, in my opinion, who got access, who got power on the platform. But when you look around who they got around and they surround themselves by the same, uh, it's the same black skin, white mass theory with them. Um, and they're gonna say, oh, our cause is gonna be, you know, you, know, you can't use rap lyrics in the, in the court of law. That's the shit you putting your weight behind when we got all this shit going on. So you know, I'm 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 in a weird space, man. So that's it. I'm not saying I'll, nothing. I'll say this. I'll say this though. No, no, no. Build on it. I'll say this. The of course, without without a doubt, it's undoubtedly any loss of a life going to be mourned oftentimes by someone. You know what I mean? All right, we understand that. We get that. However, when you start letting people put words in your mouth you're playing a dangerous game. This, this young man, this young rookie, immature individual who, in my judgment anyway, was in a scenario that professionally, many would make the case that, yeah, you didn't need to be in that situation. That was not the scenario for you. Nevertheless, he was in that scenario. That widow coming forward and speaking in such a way that you're putting this weight on someone else's shoulders. With all due respect, young woman, have, before this situation took place, were these the kind of conversations that you were having? Were were you in? Like, are you informed in this such that this is your genuine position, or is this someone else using you as a marionette? They shoving their hands up your behind and puppeteering, and letting words come out of your mouth to suit their political agenda. When we start looking at some of the details, you got <clears throat> the kind of weaponry in the street by these giant mass freaking mass murdering machines i mean these these companies that are out here producing these arms it, this this place is a playground for them america it's this it's it's ridiculous what's in the street it's well beyond even military grade this is like some kind of video game grade when you can see that going on and you ignore that and you start pointing the finger elsewhere for the problem no that's your problem that that's the problem so you know that's not convenient i understand I know what it's like. We all know it. Most of us know what it's like to lose someone. It hurts. And sometimes when you're hurt, you start looking for easy answers. You could try to find them, but it doesn't make them right. It doesn't make them right. It simply, you know, it makes simply might make you feel better. But, you know, you know, you know, there, there, there you have that. But one last point, because, you know, I know we don't want to only build on this. And I know we're coming up on time. You, you have brought up black skin, white masks. Uh, a big talking point for Fainan throughout Black Skin, White Mass was speaking specifically about how language is used and how colonized people 
use language. And when they begin to finesse that language in such a way, you know, what, what they're really doing is taking part in their own subjugation because now they, they're, they're, they're mastering the language of the civilizing. And in many ways, this is what we see going on oftentimes when people get in front and they're, I'm the first black this, or they let someone else say it for them, what have you. They're, they're playing with language in such a way that they are framing the debate. And, and when you're coming up in a society, you don't know, you don't understand. We were young people at some point in different ways. We're still young relative to somebody else, but you don't understand, you don't know. And these people are mastering these words and these ideas and it all sounds so foreign. Well, quite naturally, you're gonna start nodding your head and, and you're going with their flow and you're agreeing with it before you even fully understand what the heck is being said. Many of these Negroes and African-Americans and what have you are in these positions, they are not the first black anything. And when they die, they ain't gonna be the last black anything because they're not black. Those are not the values that they stand up for. And I'm not saying that they need to be black to get any of this stuff done, but that is a fact. They are maintaining the values of this system. And that's okay, that's their choice. But they are in fact, oftentimes doing that which is against black people very clearly by any measure that's gonna be reasonable, you know? So, you know, we, we wanna be always mindful to make it clear who we talking about, you know? And you, and you have mentioned, you have mentioned Tish James. I, I'll say this, there's a lot of individuals who are, it's a, there's a lot of individuals who are doing work and people are trying, people are trying to do good work, what have you. Personally, I applaud, I think that's fantastic. And what I will say is, I enjoy the individuals who don't hide behind, I'm the first black anything. I appreciate those individuals. And you don't have to be perfect, you know what I mean? You're doing your work, in my judgment, like we said in the last podcast, I think those people should be supported, they should be protected, and for those others, they should be held accountable. I mean, everybody should be held accountable. But the reality is, you know, there are some people trying to do some work and they need some support. It isn't, it cannot be left to all of these suits. It cannot be left to attorneys. It cannot be left to politicians. People have to maintain the type of society that they want to exist in. Otherwise, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? You, 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 you're leaving, you're leaving, it's gonna be nobody at the daggone helm. That's what's that's the problem with BLM, right? That that's the whole dynamic there. Nobody, all this freaking money coming in, those resources, and nobody's at the helm. Who's doing well, any work? Let, let's take a break. And and when we come back, we gotta build on that on that BLM, BLM piece because that's that's kind of ill. That you talking about the all oh, the money? That's yeah, yeah, that, that, that. So, <laughs> uh, so we're gonna we're gonna take a break for some uh for some music that Ken Montgomery is going to curate. The best of Beanie Siegel. Oh, uh, doom, doom, all doom, uh, doom soldiers. Rise attack. up. <laughs> Rise attack. up and attack. <laughs> no, uh, on another note too, before we, before we cut, your man, uh, Donald, he, um, he asked cats to, to rise up. And and come. Who Donald out. Trump did, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, what New York, DC, and DC, uh, all the places Atlanta. where he's been, where he's committed crimes, and this yeah. system is slow to hold him accountable. He's saying, "Yo, very, very similar to January 6th, mm -hmm. where this, this fool still ain't being held accountable." But back okay. to the music thing, man. Listen, I'm a, I, you know, I, I got some treats, man. I, 
my my favorite MC right now is Uncle John, and 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 uh and I, I like Makami, a few other cats. Yeah, shout out Uncle John. Yeah, yeah I, I like the guy. Get busy. I like I like I like his style yeah, and um, yeah. Felt don't like Earl. You know Earl new project. I, I get busy with that too. Just uh, to provide a visual, Felton is quickly shaking his head. Well, hold on, hold on now. We we may as well go. We may as well go ahead. Then I mean, look, it's it's already out there. It's in the air. It's lingering. Y'all saw that. You you saw the cam joint. It was on the thread. Oh, with that. Oh, this is this is for. We may as well go ahead. Uh, uh, we, That's we, not making. That's not making. We're gonna do I'm that gonna pull an break. old cam freestyle. That's not make this new joint is. Yeah, it was being sick. Can me and you agree on that, Phil? Yeah, Vanilla was crazy. Right, we we gotta boy. come back because Castro normally hears build on the music. Split, split down the middle. Killer. All right, we'll, we'll be right Killer. back. Uh, I, had I had a dream that I touched a million. I'm normally when that scene that cleaning and Kleenex. I gotta stand my team next. Shop shit, only planning on the steam press, selling all these vinyls. Must I remind you that you wanna go on dates and shit? Don't got the time to. Shit, the buggy man standing behind you. Say my name three times, carrying the finals. All switch, bitch niggas don't exist. I was putting in work, y'all was taking trips. Punching in with brass knuckles on my fist. Sergio Chini got us in the red fist. My bitch got a ass, sure, really got no tits, but it's cool, cause I'm on her shit. Uh, bring Supreme through, I gotta take a piss or on a spliff. You gotta first the kick, you shook your rip, your hearse get flipped. Over and over, that's my lord, he stands shoulder to shoulder. With your bitch, I done told her, head shot, leak flat like a soda. Colorado, smoking shit like a boulder. More paper than focus. King size, big, thoroughbreds. I had a dream I was dead. Woke up and resurrected like Jesus instead. I'm coming out the tombs. I'm crawling out my mama's womb. Virgin Mary, life was cruel. Adam and Eve wasn't so righteous, too. Y'all licking lies, but won't bite the truth. Bite the fruit, so now you sight and proof. Back flipping out the barracuda. Chicken drumsticks, honey wings, sardines, or tuna. My tears turn to wine since the day my father died. Dreaming of being immortal so I can save some lives. You lost your self esteem, committed suicide. I'm putting fear in these rappers, there is no you and I. Barbados, coconut, sweet potatoes, but my glide rocks glide. I'm trying to get these pesos. Dreaming of billions, dreaming to get pavilions. I have a dream like Dr. King before they kill me. Jesse Jackson when they leaving out the building. Blood dripping from the ceiling, that was from the pilgrims. No Thanksgiving. As the rain got the paint dripping, caught him slipping. Ten shots, making jokes. Fucking Chris Rock, the bitch talk. My whole squad at the pit stop. Check the clock, you know what time it is. Stay cautious, hide your mama kids Missing children on the milk carton It's so obnoxious Your brother out here snitching Seen your sister, so we popped her I dreamed that this never happened Never took a life, never seen it drastic I see my future, see it flashing I had a dream of what happened Uh Shit was horrible Above that summer's eve 
back. We we uh, back. What, what are we talking about right now? Um, it's a lot. Well, we get we got to we you know we should definitely talk about this Black Lives Matter thing. I don't think anyone is. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, but what we, is this? We had a little like we had a little light combo. Off. Yeah, would you yeah, say Phil? How much? Sixty million dollars, right? Wow. 60 M's yeah. is just missing, or is well, I don't know. I haven't kept oh, I the, the, the writer in, um, I think it was the Washington Examiner or something. The writer said it very carefully. It's floating, it's like it's like a it's on a ship floating in you know in the ocean with no crew, no captain, nothing. It's nah, just that money, that money gone, bro. Don't well, but see, I, I'm very careful there. of that writer too, though. Like, I, I want to do my homework on him and who he is as mm-hmm. well, but. For me, listen, Black Lives Matter. Yo, we in Brownsville, guys. We in Red Hook. Mm-hmm. We, we, we in the community. We not at the level we want to be. We trying to even increase that. But we've never seen a program by Black Lives Matter. We never seen a program by, uh, what's Obama's program? Um, yeah. What's Obama's program? Um, oh, My Brother's Keeper? My Is Brother's that Keeper. Um, I only know My Brother's Keeper from New Jack City. <laughs> yes, I am. Yo. So BLM has always been a concept, right? It, to me, it's been a concept. It has. It wasn't a. It wasn't a movement. It was a concept. So that doesn't surprise me at all. At all. Um, it, it, well, even even to the extent, even to the extent of, and quick level set. This is not a condemnation of anyone doing any kind of work. There's so much work to be done. Any if you sweep in a corner, personally, I appreciate it because we need some cleaning up. With that being said. BLM, in my judgment, from my perspective, this is a hashtag. Whether it, somebody wants to call it a movement or not, fine. Even if it is, or if it is not, now you get individuals who get into position to say, I'm going to put some structure around this so that funds can come into this. All right, maybe people want to give to that. I don't know culturally if that's something that should be advanced. Is that going to be the new, that that's the new approach? Whenever something becomes popular, whatever that may be, wrap some walls around that and say, here, give money to that. Well, that, that's a nice way to end up in a situation where you have, and, and to your point, Kenny, absolutely. Let's, let's background check it and what have you. I did a little bit of homework. You know, That's not my approach. Typically I'll do an extraordinary amount of research by my standards, but I did a little bit of research on it. And it does unfortunately look like it's not clear who's running any daggone thing. It looks like it's not clear what's being done with this money. It looks like it's unclear what's going on in that house. And perhaps it's because it really wasn't much more than a trending hashtag, some people going outside, walking up and down the street. Not Again, not trying to belittle people's intent, but we started to have some pretty wild conversations. We were hearing people making comparisons to, I mean, the, the Fannie Lou's, the Ella Baker's, the the Seco, the, the Kwame Therese, it's like, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute. These are people walking down the street. Let's let's back up and get some daggone perspective. You don't need to do that. I understand what's going on here. You're confusing retrospect. You're looking back. You're, you're in here at the moment today and you're looking back and you're saying, wow, the work they did was so important. What do I see? I see pictures, okay? I see some video clips, they black and white, some of them sepia toned and what have you. And you realize I can do that. I can walk down the street. I can take pictures in front of monuments and what have you. That's not, that's not what those people were doing though. Some one memorialized some of their moments, but these people were enduring conditions that many of us 
<clears throat> couldn't stomach to look at real time, let alone engage in. Well, so right. don't do to that. Me, to me, what that Black Lives Matter movement showed is that it captured how you can keep getting money through the risk factors that, that, that are present that destroy our lives on a, you can access the social media and this, this form of information gathering and exchanging, and it can become lucrative to control a narrative so strong that you can now begin to get funding for it and begin messaging for it. And it's all connected. What Sean King posts, what certain organizations, their affiliation to him, certain community activists, certain lawyers, and they work in this network, in this circle, to take certain events. And they learn from the, you know, the, 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 the Sharpton model, the, the action network model, how to use that for their agenda. And yeah. again, so now you have that on one end, and then on the other end, you have these first black people in charge politically and have access to the coffers of where the money is. So you have neither of those entities addressing housing, addressing unemployment, addressing education, addressing all the systemic risk factors that affect black men, black women, Hispanic men, Hispanic women from a lower economic social class. They you know don't, funny? Neither of them do anything about it, right? So and you know, it's funny. It's, 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 you know, we could talk even about Black Lives Matter. You know, $60 million is a lot of money. But even as someone that works in the creative side of things and, and having a lot of counterparts in these different industries, so many companies from entertainment, advertising, um, cultural companies uh, pledge to donate hundreds of million dollars. Yeah, that's not a lot remember, of money. We, remember when we were in the thick of it, there were lots of people donating some serious bread. None of that bread has done anything. It's mm -hmm. all been like poof. And like, you haven't heard anything. There's no talk about that money that's been pledged. Everyone gave themselves a pat on the back, probably got tax breaks for it. Yeah. And that money is- Is this money? Nowhere. The money is nothing. We live in a society where money is printed. Mm -hmm. What is the ideology? The, 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 the ideology follows the money. The, well, Facts. the money follows the ideology. I, I should say, when you look at white supremacy, it's not about the, it's the money clearly, but it's following a certain ideology. What are these groups ideology? And, you know, again, they're not addressing, we know what the risk factors are. We know what's causing crime, poverty, violence. We know it. They're just, everyone's content in managing it. They're not content yeah. in doing anything about it uh, significantly yeah. or any meaning meaningful um activations so you know listen but when people look for but when people but and again it's back to the beginning of the convo right when individuals are looking let's say for some sort of meaningful engagement oftentimes like when language is challenging when people are wrestling with the words and they see someone who maybe is a gifted orator they go yes i like what that person's saying i'm following them they make the ideological jump from i'm impressed with what they sound like to i'm now following their agenda similarly when we look at what happens in media people don't care about blm's platform or ideological frameworks that they might operate in no what happens is they see blm is popular 
They see, wow, I recognize that hashtag. Look, someone took some inspirational quote and they took an image and there are however 100,000 people liking it. And as a result, they go, that's something that's moving. That thing has caught a fire. If you really want to bring about some change, you don't often have to, you don't got to get 100 people. You can go around the corner from school or down the street to some nursing home, but that's not going to have the fanfare with thousands of likes and fans and friends and hashtags and what have you. Something so shining the being, you know, a light, yeah. All right, we're going to take a break now to get some good music, some feel-good, <laughs> deep, positive hip-hop music by the great poet laureate Beanie Siegel. Desert Eagle. What a thug about, uh-huh. What a thug about. What a thug about, What a thug about. What a thug about, What a thug about. Yo, Beanie Mac, rap gorilla. I'm out for this thriller. Face it, ain't no replacement for this killer. Keep your hands where I can see them. Don't make me nervous. This 4-4 automatic, you don't deserve this, your kids either. Don't make me make you a believer. I don't do a lot of talking. I speak with the heater. I run up in your crib, put some in your wig. Your baby crying, pop, put some in the crib. And I want everything, not just some of the shit. Got niggas coming home at night like you son of a bitch. Nigga that took me off, yeah, you shook and soft. You can't blink round no well, look, you lost. Niggas define your bitch, define your bricks. See if you love your chick or you love your chicks. Four, four, snug shit. Since luck to the whip. Beanie Seagull, Desert Eagle, I love this thug shit. Yo, what you really know what a thug about? Locked up in the bank, no grub about. On the block, throw your things, slinging drugs about. Tell me what you really know what a thug about. Yo, what you really know what a thug about? Locked up in the bank, no grub about. On the block, throw your things, slinging drugs about. Tell me what you really know what a thug about. A true thug spreads his game, link up and bubble. Why niggas stay in one lane like the Lincoln Tunnel? I refuse to limit my game to one hustle. I don't only sling crack or let the car shuffle. I know how to play CeeLo, set it off like Cleo. Ain't no telling, first union of melon. Uh-huh. The first nigga that moved, put you up in his melon. From the 9-2 Emberetta Parabello. Man, I run through cats. I'm a two-gun cat. Check. One nickel, one black. Who want that? Out of school, my youngins. Gave tools to my youngins. Broke food with my youngins. Broke rules with my youngins. Walk my way out of shit and had bad runnings. Talk my way out of shit and near death comings. Real thugs do what they want. Say what they feel. They never front. They keep it real. Yo, what you really know what a thug about? Locked up in the bank, no grub about. On the block, doing your thing, slinging drugs about. Tell me what you really know what a thug about? Yo, what you really know what a thug about? Locked up in the bank, no grub about. On the block, doing your thing, slinging drugs about. Tell me what you really know what a thug about? Niggas playing uh, Okay, thugs. we back, man. We back, man. I, I gotta admit, listen, if local national attention was really purposive and they wanted to change the conditions of the environments of these young men. We all grew up in those neighborhoods. Somehow we made out of it. All of us would like to think is because we were just more creative than our neighbor or smarter than our neighbor. But I got a newsflash. We were lucky. We had people that we met along our life that helped us get off that plank. We were lucky. Much more than we were talented or intelligent. The system that we live in is 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 very purposive. So, a hundred years ago, what was a hundred years ago? It was what um, nineteen twenty? 
1922 to like the 1920s, 1930s. These European ignorant uh, European immigrants were coming to this country, and they were in the same predicament: slums, unemployment, violence. They their conditions were bad. And the one progressive era that we can talk about that isn't that that I think they probably teach this still in school because it's related to Europeans. In that progressive era, they made the decision that it wasn't nature. No, it wasn't. It wasn't a nature issue. It was a nurture issue, and they removed those conditions that those European immigrants were in, and they ushered them into whiteness. And they did it through financial loans. They did it through mortgages. They did it through giving them the tools for white flight. They did it through uh, creating schools and parks and housing. They did redlining it everything, everything that we got to deal with today. Redlining. They did it through um, training programs, and the whole time while they were doing that, they were lynching us and they were excluding us and they were socially alienating us, politically alienating us, alienating us, alienating us education wise. And they took the approach with us, oh, y'all niggas pull yourself up by the blue shots because y'all are innately violent, ignorant, dumb, lazy, whatever. The other day I heard uh, Adams call the kids, kids, some who were 17, 18 years old, said these are bad people. So that, that imagery, that thought process still exists today. And this country has never, ever even pretended to deal with the environment that they have put us in and what these urban metropolis cities have become shortly after migration. They've never done it. And at the end, and, and you know, when you, when you go through and you study why our parents fled the Caribbean to come to America, why our parents uh, fled the South, I mean, come to America. Why the Cari why parents fled the Caribbean to come to these northern cities or these cities? Why our family parents from the South did the same? They were coming for opportunity. They were coming for the opportunity to work, jobs, raise their children. They had no idea that the colonialism and the plantation mindset that existed in the South would also exist in this in the North in a different type of way. And again, they've never addressed that. So they stay stuck yo, on time. Yes. They say, yes. Yo, you could, yo, it's 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 amazing. You could take a time period where there was tremendous crime in our communities, but the communities were managing it themselves internally because at a national level, basically it was hands-off. You you talk about the 20s. Look at who look at who was in position. People love, they love the 20s. They love America, roaring 20s. Uh, folks love the Harlem Renaissance. That's fantastic. They, what they used to call Calvin Coolidge, they silent cow. That's what they used to call him. And he was silent. He was hands off to a great deal. And black folks were struggling, catching hell all throughout the 20s. Those images of flappers prancing around in the outfits and it's fantastic and black folks smiling and carrying on and performing. We were leaving those places and we were going home struggling. It was no food. In fact, it's again, it's the point that we often make when you look at a family. Take a look at who's suffering the most. You got a family of eight people. You see the little kid 
his nose is snotty, his clothes falling off. He looking shambles. He looking bad. Everybody else dressed great. You're not going to judge the family based on how good everybody else looks. You're going to judge them based on that, that kid who's looking crazy. In the 20s, all while this America's having this great roaring 20s, if somebody would have been looking, if Calvin Coolidge wouldn't have been so cool, he would have been looking at the conditions of Black people, they could have seen what was about to come by way of that stock market crash. Because you saw it. You saw it with Black people. We were struggling. We, we were carving Harlem out of whole cloth. It wasn't, we were, we were doing that ourselves. We were simply like, yo, we got to figure something out because nobody's concerned with us anymore. Like you said, white people are now expanding. They're allowing new folks into the fold. So they're emerging onto the world stage. And we are simply out here. And through that, we began to have a certain form of self-definition. Nobody was giving us that much attention. Yeah, you had the, the certain white people who would come and entertain us. They wanted to see what was going on. But for the most part, the bulk of white America was really not preoccupied with black folks at that time. We were left to our own devices to a large extent. And in that way, we, be, we had to, out of desperation, create ourselves. Today, many of us think that we're going to NFT our way out of this situation. <laughs> many of us think, oh, when I get this particular job or, or now many of us, we, we, we trade in stocks. You know, all right, so that's going on. You know, Always some secret thing. Like if I, if, if, if I figure out, if I, you see Kenny in court. Unfortunately, we, we got some brothers and some of them we love. I ain't going to call out any particular groups, but we got the secret cold words. If we say these words before the judge, they got to let us free, you know, because because we got our own autonomy. You know, I'll use that kind of language. This 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 we can't play these childish games. That is not going to get us where we need to be. We've got to engage with our communities, our own families, our own loved ones, taking into account, not relying on anyone else and say, look, we're going to do what we can for ourselves, not we're going to try to live like somebody else that we're seeing online. Maybe that's not for you. Maybe that's not for you. Maybe there's something for us though, but if we begin to cut some of this stuff off, we can craft that for ourselves and get in the position possibly to keep it. You know what I mean? So yeah, anyway, but to, to do that, you're, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right. You, 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 what you're talking about is nation building. And, and we unfortunately don't find that to be a viable option, one, because we have joined in the anti-Blackness movement of ourselves in, in America. Um, and until we begin teaching our young people, that's why I think education is key and nurturing, giving them their cultural default system, this is gonna continue to happen. And the, the more it happens without any meaningful uh, pushback or resilience, um, it, the, the deeper and more complex the problem becomes. Um, yes. I also don't this will be the last. No, no, go okay. ahead, sir, go I, ahead. I was just going to say, I don't believe that everybody needs to come along on what the combine is saying and doing. No, everybody needs to do what they think they need to do. That's not revolutionary. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think everyone needs to find their space to be resilient, but everybody also ain't going to make it. And everybody also is not, you know, we have history now to look back. Um, you know, we have to stay focused on what we're doing, but we that begins with being honest and truthful and educating yourself and understanding history. When you don't know history, you make the same mistakes. Um, I think it was John Clark who talked about that. 
Um, history helps you problem solve. And we are not great problem solvers right now. We're not even trying to problem solve. Um, and that's, that's, that may be even worse. Dr. Clark said it tells you your historical time of day. You got to know what time of day it is. Yeah. You got to know that. And, 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 and look, there's one, one last thing I'm going to say about a, a, a colleague of mine. Well, you know what? He's somebody, I'm not even going to name him because you know what? He, listen, he's, a, he's not a bad guy, right? He took me saying something about this lady uh, at her funeral, eulogizing her husband. Um, he says, I shouldn't have said anything about it. I should have let her say what she had to say. And that's ridiculous to me. Silence is a tool of oppression. Being silent in the face of, of, of error, of um, oppression, is a, is a deadly strategy. And as far as Black people are concerned in this society, we can't afford to be silent in the face of wrong. We just simply can't. And you know, people may say, "Oh man, you know, uh, shh, be quiet, man. Damn, man, yo, you know what? That attitude is the reason why many uh, great people who came before us were left in the wilderness alone. Um, when you see wrong, you have to stand up to that. And um, we can't teach our kids to be better slaves." Or to, or to be willing participants in their own demise. And that's where we're at right now, if we're not careful. Um, so, you know, it's gonna be interesting. But one thing I wanted to say, this system has to get at a brag or Obama because it doesn't matter. They're gonna get back at anyone who has the appearance that they're not with whiteness. Just the appearance. And we got to be very focused right now because we're at a stage where if we keep going on this trajectory that we're going in 20 years, our kids are going to have a terribly hard time trying to figure things out. Well, they're going to have a real hard problem because they ain't going to be here because that's a whole <laughs> nother, like, at least from a human perspective, we, we on, <laughs> we on a track, we writing ourselves, forget black people, Humans, we writing ourselves out of this. Yeah, out. yeah. <laughs> but but I, I I hear the optimism. But one la one last point though, on on you know when, when we talk about nationalism, and we got to do that, right? Everybody doesn't have to do that. But for those of us who do, when you take that perspective, you it's a it's a position of of great humility because you feel as though you're standing on so many shoulders. You can never stand so tall or poke your chest out because you can't do more work than your predecessors. All you can do at best is keep that fire going. How Uncle Thurm say the fire was burning when I got here. So you're simply trying to keep the fire going. And that's what makes points like I'm the first black whomever so problematic. You got a whole continent where your people have been governing since time immemorial. Some of you coming from the Caribbean. Similar dynamic, much shorter timeline. Nevertheless, the point remains. So, what does that mean? I, I, it's 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 it, be, it becomes foolishness from the perspective of nation building. Now, if that isn't your framework for being operative, then that's fine. That's okay. You know, whatever. So, so you got a whole nother framework you're dealing with. But if this is the framework you're dealing with, those things can't have any meaning to you because, well, they're foolishness. Unfortunately, that you poofed out the ether. You know, 
Of course not. You're building atop such an extraordinary, voluminous amount of work. We're talking about freedom, justice, uh, righteousness, whatever it is, whatever these values. These have been here. This goes back as far. We were talking about the great story the other day that I recently read. And, you know, we, we was building on it, the Epic of Gilgamesh. And I like it. It's old. It's old story. Old poem might be one of the oldest stories. I think it is the oldest recorded story that we have. So many of the values that are there are sim the same values that we have today. The topics, the subject matter, we're covering all this stuff. So if you really feel like you're the first to do any daggone thing, that's a huge load to bear. And you're likely not going to get too far with that because you aren't really building anything. You're starting out. How can you keep starting out? By some Gregorian calendar, it's 2022. Even that, that's a significant amount of time. How can you be starting from the first this, the first, stop that, please, don't do that's that. That's reductive. Yes. Uh, back to, uh, yo, man, I'm really, this thing is bothering me about Felton Doom, though. Nah, nah. Peace <laughs> to the Doom and the Doomites, or whatever they call themselves. <laughs> Doomites. Yo, 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 dogs, did you watch, you watch, you watch wrestling this weekend? I, I, I know you know what? Yeah, you know, you want me to tell, see, I'm going to keep the thread stuff. No, I ain't watch no wrestling. I don't watch wrestling anymore, man. You clearly like people that wear a mask. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, oh, man, you can't be young forever, man. Well, now you're going to get us. There, oh, I thought you was. There is a group of rappers I like who I don't like who reference wrestling all the time, though. But I'm not into them. Me and you do share that. Yeah, we we agree on that. We you agree, agree on that one. All right. So I don't peace, listen to peace. <laughs> How y'all feel about um our tax dollars wasted? Um, well, let me not say that. How do you feel about that that assembly of all our on the street the other day? That airy like assembly of all dun, the police. Somebody did a I seen somebody did like Far a dark leader. Yeah. Empire Strikes oh, what, Back. What was that? I didn't, actually didn't even know what that funeral. was. It was I, funeral. I think it was yeah. the funeral, but it was just yeah. It's the funeral. For all the police that have been killed, if it was they did every time, fine. But it's like I, I don't know. I guess you know that the mayor, the cop mayor, is trying to show his uh, allegiance. No, that's a, that's a that's a script. It's like it's like it's like when Trump was like, "Yo, I want a military parade." That that's the closest thing that you're going to get to a local military parade, and that was a military parade. That was them scripting and taking advantage of this moment to create this false narrative that New York is falling apart. So let's lock these niggas up. Yeah, because New York is not like it's sad, man. So you know what? Like again, and, and and pardon because I didn't, I I I truly didn't know what that was. Like when I saw the clip, I actually was like, "What is this?" But you know, my head has been down doing a bunch of schoolwork. But when I pick my head up, sometimes it this makes you think about like like the Reagan years. Those of us that were alive, when we hear the character that's been spun, we like, "Wait a minute, I was there, I was there." And so when cats start getting into you know some of these these stories. Yo, this is the worst ever. This is like, yo, I was there though. I was there. It reminded me when the police all turned their back on the Blasio when um those cops had got shot. Remember that? And the Blasio came mm -hmm. to the funeral and they all turned their backs as he he passed. It's like, what are y'all talking about, man? <laughs> and then they I saw another clip where all the cops were like jumping the fair. 
and not wearing a mask in the subway the other day. Like right after that mm -hmm. funeral, after after the procession, like a ton of cops was getting in and they were yelling at people to not record them. It's kind of like a joke, man. Seriously a joke. Nice, you know, you, you get the performative aspect. But you was building earlier before we jumped on about something wild that was going on in, in Chicago. Oh, yeah, I just came from the airport, you know, driving down uh, Flatbush, having my nice memory, memory lane off the belt. I used to always go to Toys R Us as a kid. My dad would bring me there all the time, the one right by King's Plaza. Lo and behold, I'm driving past, I take a picture, and there's like a graffiti mural that says black and blue on the Toys R Us. And then um, Steve yeah, pointed out that- That been there forever. I, bro, I never seen it, cause I, yeah. you know, I don't go over there. But it's like, cops is doing graffiti tagging? Like, like- Or oh, cops sympathizers, like. Listen, cops uh, was at the January 6th uh, insurrection. So that's, you know, cops are just people, you know? And we gotta think of, listen, never forget the origin of American police. The origin yeah. of the American police happened plan. right out of slavery. So it's like it's nothing that happens surprisingly about that. And you know it's strong when you can have a a, a black mayor cop who had, was enemies with the with the PBA guy, uh, Pat Lynch. Now they're buddy buddy for the one common purpose. Mm -hmm. So I don't, you know, my thing no, is- No, but always, you know, listen. But always be always be individuals because I imagine you know we probably got law. I'm at hopefully we do got some law enforcement that listen in. Always, man. Anybody, you're you anybody. You're in it. You're an individual, regardless of your organization, institution, what have you. You're an individual. So no individual has to be utterly beholden to the the norms, if you will, of their organization, even the history of it. You know, if you're in these positions and there's an opportunity for you to do some good work and be an individual, not be a puppet, you must do that. You know what I'm saying? You must do that. In and of itself, it doesn't make you an enemy. It's when people begin to comply with these things, you know? That, that's when we find ourselves in these circumstances. Uh, another example we can, we can think about, we see it oftentimes with religion. We've seen how religion have, yo, it's made some people, some of the most passive individuals that won't even stand up for themselves. But we've also seen some of our folks take them same religions and turn that mess into a source of fuel and he turned some stuff upside down. So it's, you know, as an individual, you always have the choice to do what you will within the frameworks, you know, you gotta do what you have to do to take care of yourself and what have you, but that's not a blind condemnation, you know what I'm saying, of anybody purely by way of their occupation. So we gotta go out to some music this, is this it. way. This way it won't turn into a beef. It won't turn into yeah, a beef. Yeah, it won't turn into a beef. Yo, play the, the MF Doom. Play rock cocaine with MF Doom and De La Soul. I like that. End it with that. That's solid. That's solid. All right, you know what? Then we're gonna do that just because you you finally you know respect respect. Man, respect. I'm not a hater, oh. man. I like that record. Oh my god. <laughs> I like that record. I'm not a hater. I like that record. That's a good one to oh. end. Bro. Yo, man. Listen, man. Yo, peace and love to everybody. Please stay sharp. Stay strong. Stay courageous. Um, you know, get active, get active. Like, listen, we don't have all the answers. We trying to build with people who have some innovative answers. We trying to stay away from the nonsense. Um, just do everything in your power so that you're changing this world for some people who you're never gonna get to meet. And um, we are we are in some some very interesting times as always. So hopefully oh, you indeed, get another. Indeed. Yeah, hopefully you get another podcast from us in the next nine months.
Um, you know, nah, chill, son. Matt, nah, let, nah, let me yeah, speak on that. Don't do that. Yo, we, actually got, we, we, we actually got we we actually got something me, queued man. up. Nah, we got something queued up. We got we got something queued up for Look. Black History Month. Yeah. So, so. Shout out the the the, the internet, the Lord yeah. of the internet. It ain't Bezos. It's Dallas Penn. Always know that. And and yeah. yo, salute to the to the guy who started all this podcast stuff. In my opinion. Combat Jack Reggie Ose and congratulations to his son Chi Ose, who we get us involved yeah. in the project yeah. at Best Style. Um, Chi Salad from Phil Hood. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to good things from that young man. And salute Reggie yeah, Ose. Yeah. Shout, shout that young man. Indeed. Yo, I'm matter of fact, for February, we we actually are gonna have a solid batch of podcasts coming around some of the elders and. It's gonna be dope. We're gonna have Dallas Penn doing a lot of work. He's gonna be very vocal on that. We're gonna have Akmu doing a lot of work on that, very vocal. So they'll be making sure that the conversations flow accordingly around, you know, some of these ancestors and elders. So do look forward for that. And and also just understand, look, man, we got we doing everybody's doing a lot. We 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 have some things that we're working on in the community that's very important. Um, we, we're getting help from some great people, you know, um, Beam Center, our family at Beam Center, uh, shout out to Sam Gregory, shout out to Naila Rico, um, uh, the Combine, our Combine brethren and sistren, um, and kids and young people, um, uh, the, the Cavi people, uh, you know, a lot of people that we work with and, 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 and uh, who help us through certain things through the course of the day. Um, and we've been all doing a lot of things, man. Like, you know, everybody individually have been doing some things. Phil and Mally have been working on some incredible projects. Felt has been working on some incredible projects. Jazz, uh, Rebel A, um, HB and, and, and Hobbs, uh, Sin, uh, Akmu, um, young Rodney, um, you know, young engineer in the making. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Shout, shout, young Rodney. Graduation um, coming up. Yeah. Uh, Tear some stuff up on the engineering side. Dr. Africa, Dr. Keith White, uh, uh, Stevie, uh, MMA Stevie. Um, and I've been, you know, I, I'm going to have a, I want to definitely talk to the public at large. I've been literally traveling around the country on these, these capital cases and these federal cases and uh, a ton of state stuff here in New York with some perspectives that I'm still trying to put in. Um, Put it put in the reflection mode. So you know we here. Yo, hold up, and shout 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 Barn. Uh, he ended. He oh, closed man. down. Barn. What am I doing? Barn was on forty six. Barn was on forty second. Times Square, forty second Street, Grand Army uh, uh, Public Library. His images powerful. Fe featuring yeah. none other than Rude. Yeah, Rude. Um, Rude. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. So, hey, man. So now, yeah, we, we, we've been busy. We, we've been busy trying, to, trying our best anyway. And to echo Kenny's point, man, I can at least speak for myself. I have no answers, but I am certainly willing to get out here and try something. I'm willing to use some deductive reasoning and say, all right, that didn't work. Let's try this. And, you know, hopefully from this, man, something can get done. You know what I'm saying? We can simply keep adding on. That's really what it boils down to, man, is simply trying to add on. But we got new work coming. We've got we got some stuff lined up for February. Hopefully cats enjoy it, you know. Peace. That's it, y'all. Peace.
right, peace. Peace. Up in the five-star telly, saying two mic rhymes. Speed up average MCs of the times. Unlike them, we grab gems. So systematically inclined to pen lines without saying the producer's name. I'm over the track. Yeah, I said it. What you need to do is get back to reading credits. Read the medics alphabetically stuck on that English shit. Now, but now, before we board that short shot, four rock, okay, bro. From the top of the queue for three villain. Been on in the game as long as he can really swim. Turn the corner spinning, bust that ass and get up. Dust off the mask, rub a laugh, give him a head up. He got jumped, it pumped his adrenaline. He said it made him tougher than a bump of raw medicine. To write all night long, the hourglass is still slow. Flow from hellborn to free power like Lil Cole. And still owe bills, pay dues forever. Slave use when it comes to who's more cleverer. Used to wore leather goose feet with the fur collar. And charge the fee for loose leaf, words for dollar. You heard holler. Broad or dude, we need food. Eat your teams for sure, the streets or seem rude. For fam like the partridges, pardon him for the Mix up, battle for your Tory cartridges or put your kicks up, it's a stick up, put your blicks up. He's ready for cuts, it's full like penile flicks, give him 20. The danger in his eyes, I'll let you know he's a brawler. Bring your tallest champs like that much taller, taller. 10 pounds heavier, one step ahead of it. Vocab, stamina, styles, all irrelevant. Camps and clicks, units, squad crews and clans, even the tongues of fuck around and Boom, drum, that bum. There goes that news van again, act like you're new like Toucan Salmon him. He eat rappers like part of a complete breakfast Their rhymes ain't worth the weight of their cheap necklace String them up, bring them up under whack junk snack Get that out your hand, punk, jump and get your dunk smacked Foul, we all know the rules, bro, you slow, you blow the super, you fools Heels on balls like you go, go lights, camera, action with no makeup We nail out to the death or at least until we break up a couple of nice guys who finish first So nice try, but the prizes eyes disperse They say the good die young So I added some badass to my flavor To prolong my life over the drum Everyone cools off for being hot It's about if you can handle being cold or not And we were told to hop But no one's dick about Prince Paul We stayed original ever since, y'all First to do a lot of things in the game But the last to say it No need to place it on a scale to weigh it And don't do it for the praise or the raise the bar yeah, this phrase anyway is so amazing, all oh, the three L.I. brothers from the other way of thinking, hey, your ladies winking, I think you need to control that or I have to hold it. The elements are airborne, I smell the success. Yo, let's cookie cut this shit and get the gingerbread, man. Sacrifice mics and push drugs to these rappers. Puff ponies till I turn blue in the lips. Sipping broads like 7-Up, so refreshing. I finger pop these verses like first dates, the birth.